Hey, Supreme Resort fans. It is Jimmy, Eric, and Dan. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. So today is July 15th, and you are about to listen to the Splash Mountain episode of the Supreme Resort. Now, Splash Mountain is a timely conversation for many of us. Um, at the time of this recording, it was not timely at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we made the mistake of trying to, you know, get ahead of the clock a little bit. Jimmy has some travel going on and I'm starting school. So we're like, hey, what could be better than just let's record some some episodes? Because these are all timeless. Nothing will ever change. Right. But then uh, time, you know beat us up a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh karma's way of saying don't get ahead of yourself yeah don't 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 try that's right so oh, that's uh, a good today, one yeah till today <laughs> july 15th what you're going to listen to is a really good episode it's solid it it makes all the points we go down a couple rabbit holes like what is a log right you've heard the show <laughs> yes yeah and right. it's just so our own long. riff on the classic 70s uh game show what is log? What, what is, log? is log? What is log? So, yeah, you, if you've heard the show and you're still listening, it, it's that show. Um, <laughs> but but we're all finding our voices and and we found a really nice dynamic. Eric does a very good job as, a, as an impartial judge. So enjoy the show. But before you do, today being July 15th, it's important that we acknowledge what's going on in the, the world of Disney parks. And I believe today Hong Kong Disneyland is closing again on account of a surge in coronavirus cases. Is that correct? That is correct. I, I've heard some rumors. Um, I, I haven't been able to substantiate it, but some people are saying it's opening back up at the end of the week, which doesn't make too much sense. But hey, um, well, nothing <laughs> we'll does. Stay. Is that like the California closing the beaches over the 4th of July weekend and then reopening them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. Maybe. I mean, I don't know that there's a specific holiday uh, on Wednesday the 15th in Hong who Kong, knows? but who knows? I don't know. Everyone individually is their own government. That's right. <laughs> That's our new jingle, our new theme song. <laughs> we celebrate it on Wednesdays That's right. <laughs> with, with uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. So, but I also want to address a couple of things to do with the parks. Now, Disney World opens today. The Epcot and Hollywood Studios open officially. They've been open the last couple of days for, you know, annual pass holder previews and that sort of thing. Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom have been open for, for four days now officially. And uh, speaking mm -hmm. of this timely episode, all of the Splash Mountain merchandise is gone <laughs> off the shelves. That one guy and his wife bought all of it. <laughs> Yeah, you can buy it now yeah. on eBay for five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Um, so we're we're going to uh, we have an addendum to the episode you're about to listen to that we will release tomorrow. Now this is a more current version of this episode, and we're not going to go and compare, but we're going to talk about our opinions about the change and what we think would be good, etc. So you'll listen to that tomorrow if you're interested. Uh, I went to Downtown Disney, guys. Um, I was in California. I was there anyway. We were socially distanced. We did a lot of responsible things, right? We didn't, we didn't do anything we shouldn't have done, but it was, if you're interested in seeing or hearing about that experience, you can go onto the ears up Facebook group and kind of watch me fumble around for an hour 
while Eric and Dan and Jason <laughs> tell me to do things. <laughs> that you don't do most of, by the way. <laughs> I did ask the cast member to have a Disney day. I did tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> he was very argumentative. Yes. He, he, you wish me a Disney day. No, you have a Disney day. <laughs> you want me to be happy? I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had an interview with uh, a friend of ours who shall remain nameless that we're going to – will report on. Uh, he didn't want me to record him because he still is an employee there or cast member, I should say. And But I will recount the interview, which was, which was fantastic, that the team kind of submitted their questions. I asked most of them. I didn't ask F. Mary Kill on the Main Street vehicles. <laughs> Amongst others, that first submitted. but he. Gave I wonder who wrote that joke or who wrote that question. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, but he was very candid about the rest of his answers, and he even went beyond the questions that we asked. So we'll, we will release that interview. It'll be me asking and answering my own questions. But um, I have I have it documented of what he said, and and it was it was neat. So once he's no longer a cast member, should that ever happen, we'll get him on the show. Yes. Codename Horace Vandergilder. Horace Vandergilder. And if if anybody listening to this and understands and deciphers that, then God bless you. Congrats. And thanks for listening. And you're probably- I know I don't get it. Uh, Okay, great. So um, anything else, Eric, on uh, park reopenings or anything you can muse about? Uh, nothing that I can think of. It's there where things were changing so rapidly for a little while. It seems like it's kind of been quiet, even though the parks are reopening. We've known these dates for a long time and they've come and every vlogger on the planet was there, including mm-hmm. us. And uh, it's interesting to watch and interesting to make more further conjectures on. So, so we'll see. Dan. Speaking of further conjecture, just pure speculation, how long do we think Florida stays open, given what is happening right now? So my opinion remains is that – and the cast member that I spoke to, by the way, at Disneyland, his sort of argument was if you're going to Home Depot and you're going to Lowe's and you're going to Costco, going to Disneyland is as safe if not safer. Right. So I, I, think, it, I think you've got a little more deference to it there. I think. Mm, I think it's. I think it's. I. I don't disagree with that. I think it's going to end up being a PR, like for sure. Especially what's happening in Florida, where it, yeah, like, the new epicenter in Miami Dade County, and but at the same time, so our our opinion as a family has been, we if we go anywhere, we are wearing masks. We are mm. washing our hands frequently, not touching faces, doing all the things that the scientists say to do. And it feels like if you're doing all of those things, then you're as safe as you can possibly be. So mm-hmm. how is that any different from Disney World, especially with increased sanitation and everything else? What's the difference, right? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I Again, I, I think that my opinion on that has definitely changed. I, 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 I'm kind of on that side of it a little bit. But when you have like KCDC on MSNBC – Mm-hmm. you know down your throat about like well how, how dare you and this is bad i think i think disney at some point is gonna have to because yeah even universal is even though universal is open disney has sort of carved out this place for themselves where they're extra they're seen as being extra careful and extra on the safe side which mm-hmm. is you know 
it's, it's a good place to be, but right, right now it's not it's not the easiest thing for them to navigate for sure. So I, I think you, you can't keep that image and still stay open while the state is like, you know, just on fire with this thing. And one might argue to the point of universal is that there have been no confirmed cases as a result of somebody going to universal studios and they've been open since right. May. Right. Mm-hmm. True. And that's, I mean, it's the middle of the state and it's, it's a pretty long state. I mean, Miami Dade County is a, good distance away from central Florida. Um, it, that's, that's the thing you hear about all these cases, but then you hear about one County is right. the epicenter of it. A yeah. bunch of people hanging out on the beach seems to be different than, than hanging out at a theme park where everybody's carefully maintaining the place throughout the day. Yeah. And everybody's required to wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that, uh, the, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, think about New York in March, April, Right. New York City was the epicenter, but I had yeah, I had clients in upstate New York that were just they're just fine. Like we're we're good. There's no problem here. Right. We're not going to the city. Yeah, I mean, irresponsible as that may be, the point is that it's it's sort of localized. The problem with our country is that it's so easy to become decentralized, myself included. I'm I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was in California for a week, and I'm still doing all the same things and being safe, as safe as I can be. But I mean I'm, I'm kind of going against all the guidelines, right? Yeah. I mean, sort of, I mean, on paper, yes. In fact, and absolutely. But we know that you are being safe and following precautions, but then again, you know, there's an army of, of Karens out there that aren't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Ironically, my sister's name is Karen, but she spells it with a Y. So there we go. She, she gets a pass. <laughs> <laughs> She listens to this show. Hi, Karen. You're Hi. not you're not that Karen. Nope. I've met you. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me stay in your house. I love you. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Okay. So do, are we ready to listen to the Splash Mountain version one? I, I like that we left space for her to say back. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you're out of milk. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, it's time for Splash Mountain version one. Please right. check out version two coming mm-hmm. out tomorrow. It's a little addendum. Again, we're not re-examining the case. We are just going to elaborate a little further with new information about yeah. blogs. Because once you listen to this, you'll get an idea of like, okay, well, what's the next part? Well, it's coming. Yeah, more log talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I stand by, by the way. (laughs) At the Supreme Resort. (laughs) All right, everybody. Enjoy the show. Be safe. Be good to each other. Protect yourself. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Do all the things. Buy some milk, Karen. With a lot. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, mountain by mountain, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? 
Joining me to help find the answer is Dan from Dan Hates the Beatles. Hi, I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles, but I love getting wet. <laughs> and from Concierge, Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. I am from Concierge, and I don't always love getting wet. Okay. Spoilers <laughs> for everyone. Um, so and I was spe- lying. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Concierge, <laughs> tell us about Concierge, Eric. What's going on right now? Uh, what's going on right now is that Concierge is definitely here to help you ford that gap of Disney knowledge. Uh, right now, we know that um, Shanghai is opening. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are looking at things happening in Disney Springs as well in Walt yeah, Disney World. Today. A lot of the third-party restaurants over there, like the Boathouse and mm-hmm. the Edison, are opening up today. But not all of the Disney restaurants. They're opening up next week. Right. Um, also, the World of Disney Store. Uh, Mm -hmm. No news on when we're going to see changes in the resorts themselves. Right now, if you want to book something further out, we're fairly confident in things happening in in 2021. Also in the the, the latter months of 2020. So if you want to, to book your vacation, go ahead, book it. The interesting thing that's come out of all of this is Disney has been very supportive of those who have booked in areas that are uh, affected by closures. So mm-hmm. when going to a you're trying to go to the resort during a time like early June and they mm-hmm. say, well, we're not opening up during that time. They're offering discounts. They're offering rebooking rates. There's a lot that they're doing to help people out and we can help you navigate that. So don't feel afraid to uh, book your family's vacation further out or even fairly close from now. There's a lot that's going on and we're here to help you. So, yeah. So and not only will it not cost you any extra by booking through concierge, but you likely would get a full re- refund if they if Disney cancels it. Well, yeah, it, and it's not just a full refund. They'll, they'll allow you, really, the, the rebooking rates have been even better mm. than we expected to see. There are reports that in uh, Disneyland, they're allowing people to rebook at 35% uh, room rates mm. through, uh, through September. So there's a lot going on, and... It's it's kind of kind of nice to see the things that Disney is rolling out to people to say, hey, come on back. We've got our plans together. Let's do it. Yeah. And we uh, we're talking about this in a moment in time. And you could be listening to this episode two years from now, and it all seemed like kind of an interesting joke, I guess. But and this yeah, episode will probably come out. Listeners. Yeah. Yeah, this episode will probably come out in July, June, July. And so by then it'll be a totally different world and we won't know. But as of May 20th, this is where we are. And it's kind of an interesting historical time capsule, if you will, or time castle. Mm, Yeah, good good callback. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, All right. So I want to get straight into past show corrections, guys. on our Space Mountain episode, we talked about, or Jeremy talked about an RCA song because RCA sponsored Space Mountain. So from 1975 to 1985, the entrance and exit building had overhead speakers playing the big band and orchestral portion of RCA's song, Here's to the Future and You. That's right. When you walked into the building, <laughs> the song was playing at the entrance of Space Mountain. Here's to the future. Here's to... Anyway, 
We should have and that people audio. loved it. They were dancing. Yeah. And they had their straw hats and their canes. And That's right. <laughs> it's just their, their pocket watches around. And That's right. Unfortunately, <laughs> video box social <laughs> video of this does not exist. Unfortunately, cameras were, you know, video cameras are more scarce at the time in the 70s and 80s. Uh, the entrance lobby had the softer portion of this song. So just, I guess, just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> However, the music heard in the st- get this the music that's heard in the Star Corridor and the Zigzag Corridor near the loading station remain original from 1975. For a huh. brief period in the late 70s, RCA switched the song over to "Color Track Keeps the Color on Track" in reference to the company's new line of Color Track TVs. The- <laughs> I still have my Color Track TV. I'm sure you do, Eric. Who doesn't oh, love a good cor- corporate hymn, you know? Exactly. Uh, the warning spiel for the trains and most sound effects are also original from 1975. The writers could hear music to the song Music Makers and Sentimental Journeys, where the left what? and right. Yeah. Where oh the left God. and right side unload corridors merged to form one line for the post show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ride capacity. Well, that's, that's after they've had time to contemplate on the ride that they've that's been right. on. That's and right. so they're kind of a little mm-hmm. more mellow. These are all spoilers for Eric, who has not yet heard the show because it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, isn't this crazy? It's like existential. Like, whoa, it hasn't been out, but it's out now? What? It is really weird. Also, I have a past show correction for the episode that I have listened to when hey, you get to it. You when you're ready. Show. Uh, ride capacity at Disneyland is 1,565 guests per hour, whereas Disney World is 1,800 guests per hour. Mm-hmm. And we talked about when they enclosed the queue. It used to be that you could ride through the ride and people mover could see into the ride. You could see into the ride from the queue. That changed in 2009 when they enclosed the queue with a big refurbishment. It took them that long? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's impressive, yeah. So stereophonic sound is <laughs> I still haven't figured out what it is, but I, I'm pretty sure that it is like unique to the Space Mountain. So there's a couple of things we got wrong and right here. So the in 2010, in August, the ride received stereophonic sound effects. These new sound effects play throughout the mountain to further enhance the ride experience. The underlying, the underlying musical score that was composed by Mike Brassel, by the way, he is also the narrator for the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Same guy. The score incorporates motifs from Michael Giacchino's score for Disneyland's version, and it is onboard audio. Hmm. So stereophonic sound is like sound effects throughout the ride, whereas... Um, there's onboard audio with uh, Mike Brassel's song that basically copies Michael Giacchino's. And for people who aren't aware, Michael Jack Cheese is the guy that does the uh, music for uh, The Incredibles, and mm-hmm. he did music for Tomorrowland. He does that like at- Atomic Era, like yeah, totally sound. Now that you say that, I I hear a lot of Space Mountain in the Incredible soundtrack. Um, that has nothing to do with the, with, uh, Michael, uh, Jack cheese's writing process. They're all original and they're all unique. Why would you imply such a thing? Composers have a style, right? And some composers have very much a style. See Sherman brothers. 
Um, <laughs> Eric, what is your past show correction? My past show correction is about the uh, the 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 grands. Uh, okay, in the episode. Is yeah, we know. Biscuits? I we know they're not about biscuits. It Jeez, has nothing Eric. to do with Take biscuits. I'm sorry, Pillsbury. Uh, no, no. Sorry, Dan. TM. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> this is uh. Well, first off, uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just have to say, you you mentioned that I drank a fifty dollar uh cocktail at the Enchanted Rose. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent fact. Uh, it's, it's 50% fact because I drank a $25 (laughs) cocktail at the Enchanted Rose. I like how Jimmy says that's 100% fact, even though he knows that a correction is coming. (laughs) No, sorry. Buy it. Current political um, climate. I can't help it. (laughs) There you go. Just things I know are not stick to it. Yeah. Chugging bleach over there. Double down. It was a hundred (laughs) dollar drink, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it was $9,000 Manhattan uh, with Whistlepig as the rye within that Manhattan. Because the um, ice is made of Jesus's tears. <laughs> goodness. Uh, 25, which was bad enough. And I have uh, significantly uh, ribbed Jason about this because uh, it, it is exactly the 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 high dollar amount that he was complaining about drinks but in this right. case it's with a high dollar uh, liquor in there to support it well thank you for that past show correction eric and um was that with jeremy was i right about that uh no that was not with Dang. jeremy however i have been <laughs> I, I have been to places with jeremy we we did drink at the swan um and dolphin uh, yeah, well, he said the, the dolphin. We drank at Finn's, mm-hmm. the 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 bar there where we had the smoke and roses. We have also mm-hmm. had uh, drinks at Great Band, um, Animal Kingdom, and at the Grand Californian. Okay, okay. Let's just not yeah, rub it. So in, it's fine. Right? It it's just establishing it. a connection with me and uh, Jeremy, which I yeah. felt like he was doing to me because mm-hmm. obviously he's he's trying to to link. Between the legacies mm. of this podcast. Between seasons one and two. Right, exactly. He's trying to establish, you know this guy, I know this guy, everybody except this guy. You're I'm basically not insecure. Here, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Okay, so uh, today's episode, The Case of the Splash Mountains, Critter v. Frontier, or Critter Country v. Frontierland. I like that better. All right, let's start over. Welcome to the Supreme Resort. (laughs) Okay, so because Disneyland's version in Critter Country came first, we will start with that. Dan will be arguing for the Disneyland version. Uh, Three years to the day later, the Disney World version opened. So I will be opening for that, or excuse me, arguing for that. And Eric will be going willy-nilly with the points. Gavel, gavel. (laughs) <laughs> judge sounds <laughs> it, by the way uh listener hillary sent us some pens are these meant to be gavels i think so it's very clever there's one for you eric we just need your address go ahead and give it on air okay um yes it's uh one two three fake street uh springfield <laughs> any town usa fake, 
Fate. <laughs> Fate. Is that with a if, K? If or? there's if there's sourdough coming with it, please let me know. I'll I'll give yes. you the real thing. I'm ready for another loaf for sure. It was really good. Uh, okay, so Eric, are you ready for this sound boy? Let's do it. <laughs> or what I used to call Jeremy Sound Monkey. Oh well, we've been upgraded. <laughs> Evolutionarily uh, speaking, that's maybe. Right. <laughs> maybe i've seen that beard um all right so if disneyland critter country splash mountain gets a point you will hear this sound my dad owns a dealership mm-hmm. now dan sense. will take a moment yep. to explain what the heck that means <laughs> well i think it's clear that mm-hmm. this is a, a clip from one of the best TV shows ever, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And if uh, if you're familiar with that show, you know it's an absurdist everything. Uh, there are aliens in the show. Then they are they are frat boys, and they are obnoxious. And I'm sure that Breck Eisner is not obnoxious, but uh-huh. um, his dad, in a sense, did own a dealership while this was being made. And Breck Eisner was instrumental in, I'm sorry, I was going to, I have, I I messed this up. Uh, It was going to be a more specific title for him. And it, uh, right, it is um, 14 year old imaginary and future fail son Breck Eisner. Um, There you go. (laughs) Yeah. He was uh, instrumental in. Uh, approving this ride at the tender age of 14 when okay. he heard about this and he found out it was going to be the longest, fastest and highest. Highest. Yeah. Tallest, and fastest, said, highest. And then longest. he said, dad, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Getting really far ahead of yourself in this story. Okay. <laughs> so if Disney world's splash mountain gets a point when not if uh, you will hear this sound. I didn't get the girl I came for, and I slept in a log. All right. Everybody understands that reference, so we're going to move on. Okay. Obviously. (laughs) It is famously season three, episode 21 of Boy Meets World, where the boys find themselves at Disney World, and they don't have a hotel room, so they sleep on Splash Mountain, and uh, they took a shower by getting splashed with water from the ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all remember that. A rich tapestry, uh, yes. Yes. So, Dan, I'm going to go ahead and let you, because Disneyland's version came first, I'm going to let you go ahead and give us your opening arguments. Okay. Uh, so the rides are very similar themselves. So there's a lot that we can kind of Objection, share. Objection, conjecture. Hmm? What? Objection, um, conjecture. Conjunction function? <laughs> Sustained? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1983, Dick Nunes wanted a log flume ride because Knott's Berry Farm famously has a long log, log, log flume ride. It's going to be one of those episodes, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is famously called the log ride. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's... It's a berry farm. It's a log ride, right? Um, he wanted it to be like Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, but more exciting, right? Mm. Um, so Tony Baxter heard about this, and I went on a little bit of a side 
uh, research thing today where I wanted to find out if Tony Baxter and Les Baxter are related. Ooh. And I haven't oh, found... Oh, tying back to previous aren't. episodes here. Right? Yeah. Because be nice. wouldn't it be great? Um, anyway, so Les... <laughs> oh, no. I did it to myself. Tony Baxter um, is, if you remember, the guy who was very responsible for Thunder Mountain and... Disneyland in Paris. How... Uh, huh? Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also, also worked on Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Was yeah. Adding to okay. his credits. Oh, okay. Stop Fine. yelling. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Tony <laughs> on the show, the restraining order is not going to stop anything. You can bring Michael Jack cheese with you. Um, <laughs> So Tony Baxter was uh, involved in Lucas's George Lucas's reimagining of Tomorrowland, and <laughs> you know when they were talking about this, thinking about this, and you know looking at all the cool designs and ideas, it became pretty apparent at some point that America Sings would need to go. It just didn't fit into the the new vision at all. Um, America Sings was, of course, a delightful um carousel theater uh production it was art it was it was theater um where mm-hmm. this is an art podcast yes <laughs> we appreciate the arts where over a hundred audio animatronics would perform uh songs throughout the throughout time and uh it was it was very popular and like from the renaissance Yes, they uh, they got out the leers and they uh, they <laughs> it was like it was like um, uh, spaceship Earth, but for music, mm. uh, sort of. I don't know. You can. By the way, we need to do an episode about the carousel theaters, mm. because uh, right, you know, like as they exist today. Uh, mm-hmm. So attraction versus like yeah. thing that Star Wars room, room where you can meet Chewbacca. Yes, it's going to be a fun episode. Well, we all know. Spoilers. You, you cannot hug John. <laughs> That's true. His hand falls off. <laughs> um. So he was kind of contemplating this as one does when stuck in traffic. And he was thinking, you know, hey, shopping list. Am I related to Les Baxter? I got to mm-hmm. find out. If only there were some genealogy website. What's a website? You know, <laughs> um, and he was thinking it would be a shame to just like scrap all those animatronics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of is in the background of his mind as he's also thinking about this flume ride. And Dan he, yes, was one of his thoughts. What Disney property is the most right. racist? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know that he did go there. Um, I he, he they had to have thought of this though, right? Well, here's um, here's my problem with it, and and I'm getting ahead of all of us. But Song of the South, you, you know what? I'm gonna room. I'm gonna step in as the judge here, mm-hmm. and say you should continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's address this right now. <laughs> who who thought it was a good idea in the mid '80s? Like, why did they think this was okay? I. Was Song of the South okay? We all know now it is at the very least like problematic, right? Um, I don't know that it had that level of controversy at the time, although it certainly should have. 
Um, it, was yeah. it even available for for viewing at the time, though? It, it wasn't like they were pulling it out of the vault. Like, hey, Pinocchio's out for the twelfth time. <laughs> Let's all watch I, Song of the South next. I know for sure that I had I have seen Song of the South. I have too. In a movie theater. Well, you're in Georgia, so that's normal. But, um, <laughs> <Last> night. <laughs> wow. Movie theaters are open in Georgia. That's the only thing they play on a loop. <laughs> no, I, so I remember I saw this movie and I, I think it was in like Montclair, California, which is mm-hmm. not like, it's not, it's not the South. Um, Southern California. Right. Uh, well, you know, um, Southern California will rise again, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I'm really, truly trying to remember. I think there was a time where, and of course we were wrong. It was sort of this thing like, a, eh, it's a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I'm sure there's a contingency of people who are like, well, if you're not going to, if you're going to censor that, why don't you censor Schindler's list? Cause they killed a bunch of Jews. <laughs> like, right. I, I mean, right. I well, and I mean, at the end of the day, it, uh, song of the South isn't that good of a movie that they That's need true. to, um, I mean, there's, there's a ton of, there's a ton of places that you can see it on the internet. If you are, there's a ton of places you can see anything on the internet, right? This mm-hmm. is one of them. Um, the if you're curious, it's special. Exactly. Um, which, uh, yeah, I, it's so I think maybe it's just like it's kind of not worth the trouble. But at right. the same time, there's these characters, right, from Song mm-hmm. of the South mm-hmm. who are they they are lovable characters. Very good transition. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, as a matter of fact, before I talk about the characters, oh, I have someone from the <laughs> Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain special that aired on local television at the time and she's going to tell us a little bit how they came up with the idea of splash mountain i'll allow it have you ever wondered where the ideas for the super attractions found at disneyland and walt disney world come from in the case of splash mountain the source of inspiration was the 1946 walt disney film song of the south it was in the animated sequence of this classic film that the antics of Br'er Fox, Br'er Br'er, and Br'er Rabbit came to life for the first time. Over 40 years later, these three lovable characters are the stars of Splash Mountain. The designers of Splash Mountain created the perfect setting to once again tell the tale of Br'er Rabbit's capture and his ultimate escape from the clutches of Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear, complete with the breathtaking five-story plunge into the briar patch. Combining its popular and fanciful story with the thrill of careening down the world's longest plume drop should rank the 87-foot Splash Mountain among the best of Disneyland's mountain range, making it a top challenge for its guests. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. That's wow. uh, Let that's... the record show that all hosts of this show were dancing to that music. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, yes. Um, so... I are you letting YouTube do your work for you? Um, I'm letting uh, art do art for me. Wow. It's cinema. That's cinema, right? So anyway, um, I I'm not there's there's not a real clear distinction of the A to B of where uh, Tony Baxter thought of the America Sings uh, animatronics, and he also thought of Song of the South. 
but they eventually came together in a chocolate and peanut butter situation where it's like, yes, these two go go together perfectly. Mm -hmm. And we need to have the theme of this uh, flume ride be song of the South. Can I interject here for just a moment as the judge? Yes. Um, I'd like to uh, just point out that the, uh, the sheer audacity of choosing this subject to appear in Disneyland. My dad owns a dealership. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Audacity wins a point. Audacity wins a That's point. A great Come program. on. We uh, use it frequently. That's true. Um, <laughs> so the recording thing that we are recording on gets a point. I don't understand. We'll explain. Look, look it up. <laughs> okay. Um, so with these two bits of information, the concept just kind of just had had a, a ton of uh, momentum behind it because it was like a yeah of course and in three days Tony Baxter I'm checking to make sure it's Tony and not less every time now um, <laughs> every time <laughs> they, it's going to happen there. again and not on purpose they uh, came up with this idea in three days and they were calling it Zipty River Run right mm-hmm. um So they're pitching this idea to uh, Michael Eisner while they're also pitching the Star Tours idea. Um, And again, Breck Eisner's there and he's like, yeah, dad, that sounds cool. And (laughs) Eisner (laughs) dealership. (laughs) I'm sure he's a fantastic person. I'm just going to play the sound again, even though it's not worth a point. (laughs) My dad owns a dealership. (laughs) So, Michael Eisner. So, okay, it's kind of a weird move, admittedly, to bring your fourteen-year-old son to these meetings. But Michael Eisner didn't really know, like, he didn't understand the parks necessarily. He didn't know how to run a Disney company. But what he so, did know, Dan, is that that teenagers didn't think Disneyland was cool. It was right. families, right? And the, right. The, you know, hence, you get the the little theater dance club thing. Uh, Videopolis. Videopolis. You get. You get. How dare uh, you not know the name? <laughs> Captain Wait, EO. Wasn't that cool? That was, was very cool. It was. It was for teens. That was the whole point. That's why I brought his teenage son in. What did? What are the? What are the kids wanting? Right. Right. So it, you know, it's initially it seems like a really strange move, but it's it's a my, very Michael Eisner kind of move where he's just like, I don't know. Let's ask a fourteen year old and mm-hmm. like, okay, that makes sense, kind of. And it's in retrospect, it was a brilliant idea. Absolutely. My point is that it's counterintuitive, but it's the kind of counterintuitive that Michael Eisner was really good at doing before he, you know, lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so he liked the idea a lot. And uh, Breck just lit up, especially when uh, Tony Baxter <laughs> almost uh, mm-hmm. said that it was going to be the longest, steepest and highest. And Breck was like, that's even better. Mm-hmm. And Michael Eisner, uh, greenlit it on the premise of it being these things. However, he was also very focused on synergy. And mm-hmm. if you remember, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. if you remember, uh, experiencing the Walt Disney company at this time, it was a little over the top with the synergy. They happen <laughs> to have a movie coming out. Called, called Splash. Mountain. Oh, sorry. Called Mountain. He wanted Chernabog to be on top of the mountain. He said, you know how everyone loves that last bit of Fantasia and everyone's still awake and they're like, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Michael Eisner said, hey, why don't you add a mermaid 
to your mm-hmm. Song of the South themed ride. <laughs> and I would imagine Tony Baxter was just kind of going, uh-huh. Okay. She can maybe she can at the end say everyone's name like E.T. does on the E.T. ride. You know, like I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I think there was actually a quote in the Disneyland story book where Tony Baxter is like not, you know, nodding his head, but also thinking this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Right. Which is true. But now, he, now according to some other accounts, I just want to point this out. According to uh-huh. uh, Jim, Jim Corcus, the, the way this went down was Eisner looked at the model. Th- this is a direct qu- quote from uh, Jim Corcus's book, Secret Stories of Disneyland. It's a mountain. You have a big splash at the end. It's Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, but the, the, the corporate synergy was also a thing, right? No, oh, synergy, synergy is uh, above all. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it could be one of those things where it's like, it's kind of, it's entirely possible that the better story has won in the retelling of this, you know, like sure. kind, kind of like Walt Disney sitting on that disgusting park bench and thinking like, <laughs> if only I could make a Disneyland, like mm-hmm. it's probably, there's probably some kernel of truth to that, but yeah. you know, um, but I just like imagining a Daryl Hannah animatronic at the end. With CGI hair over her yeah, yeah. Um, nether regions. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> she's a mermaid. She doesn't have nether regions. <laughs> well, oh, you're talking about... Rest- no, those are nether. About, uh, those are anti-regions. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the recent additions to Disney+. Plus. You know, <laughs> mountain range. A different different podcast. <laughs> Talk about that CGI hair over her mountain range. So anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Eisner wanted it. He he was noting that most flume rides are slow, which he didn't mm-hmm. like, and Breck certainly didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted it to be fast and dry. Huh. Uh, so they made it. Equipment. They made it faster. What? Nothing. Okay. Um, where were you going with that? Fast and dry. Isn't that a product of some kind? I think. Are you thinking of arid extra dry? The deodorant? Yes. Yes, I am. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Please continue. For 25 years around the same page. Um, <laughs> so they did, however, end up putting in the final product rails at the end of the final drop, which are adjustable. I'm not sure by how much or how much they use them. And there's an angle of entry into the water that can also be controlled. But again, it's kind of spotty as to whether or not how actively they do this. So great. They have this idea for this ride. It's kind of riding itself. Everything's great. Uh, They're kind of thinking, well, maybe no Daryl Hannah animatronic, Although it's a great idea, um, <laughs> but we should maybe consider changing the name to Splash Mountain. And that's a far more, um, I'm just going to go ahead with my urge and say more better uh, title than Zipti River Run. Um, <clears throat> it's a great story. Yes. Yeah. Right. Zipti so thinking, River where, Run. Where do we put this thing, right? Uh, Bear Country is a place that used to exist in mm-hmm. Disneyland. And it was basically just Country Bear Jamboree with some bathrooms, mm-hmm. right? Right. And there was this giant berm between Haunted Mansion and Country Bear Jamboree. Um, it was just kind of there. And 
they thought, well, okay, let's, let's try putting it there. Not sure if there's enough space, but let's look at it. Turns out there's, there was more than enough space for them there. And so they built two show buildings. One is outside the berm, uh, the park berm, and one is underneath the actual mountain, which is called Chickpin Hill. I just drew that from my memory and I didn't look it up. Uh, and the Disneyland Railroad would then need to go through it, which was like, oh, hey, that's cool, too. Um, and the whole thing is made out of concrete, including the flume, which means that you can paint it any color. And uh, it also means that you can, rather than having uh, one of those tacky fiberglass um, flumes that a lot of flume rides had, mm-hmm. you could then play with the placement of the water by using like guide rails in certain places where you could open it up into swamps and lakes. And they're basically rethinking the entire concept of what a flume ride can and should be. Um, they definitely wanted to have the final drop as a, as a visual centerpiece. And at Disneyland, guests can see the drop, but they can't see the recovery without mm-hmm. effort. And I'm not sure that we need to go into that quite yet because yet. I got that's kind of, I'm going to get a point. For that. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to read directly from page 307 from the Disneyland story about the Splash Mountain, the, the Song of the South stuff. Uh, it's based on one of the original stories written by Joel Chandler Harris. Mm-hmm. It's the story of Br'er Rabbit, who wants to go on a journey and learns that paradise could be found at home. Throughout the attraction, he is chased by a hungry Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. When Br'er Rabbit is finally caught, he escapes by tricking his foes and jumping into the Briar Patch. Guests learn that the Briar Patch is where he was born and bred. The moral of the story spoilers is that if you were looking for adventure the best place to find it is in your own backyard it's just and like the wizard of Oz. it's it's basically the same no thing place like home no place like home uh killing witches what else there's a tin man there's a tin man there's a rare tin man sorry there's a wizard also also a lot of gold a lot of gold so much gold and, basically the same, and a horse that changes colors is also in mm. there we go yeah yeah so that is the history of Splash Mountain itself. Well uh, thank you. Um, yeah. And there's, there's, a, you know, the rides are very similar, but they're also different enough that we're doing this. That's right. Well done. Um, my opening statement, if the judge will allow it. Will the judge How allow long it? Can I let this hang? All right. I'll, I'll allow it. Do you have sound clips? No. Okay. Well, Here's my opening statement. Mind. You can use that mind if mm. you want to. Wow. <clears throat> Here's my this opening isn't going statement. well for you. <laughs> Let me say it. <laughs> what he said. That's mm-hmm. my opening statement. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically what Dan said, and uh, without Critter Country and Walt Disney World, Splash Mountain is instead located in Frontierland across the way from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Construction of Splash Mountain necessitated the demolition of the existing railroad station and temporarily turning the railroad into a shuttle between Main Street USA and Mickey's Toontown Fair and everything that's it. Was that, was that like point or? <laughs> no. Opening statements. Okay. Now we're getting into point stuff. Dan, Dan. Yeah. Is there a Mickey's Toontown Fair involved in your, in your argument? Ooh. Um, they had to have shut the train down for the construction of that. What, are we giving points for like shutting the train down or not? <laughs> I don't think so. What, has this turned into golf? <laughs> um, 
I guess how, yes. How many how many essential to... services were shut down to create this attraction? Okay, then if we're going in this direction, it's a horribly wasteful ride because it uses a ton of water. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they did shut down the train. <laughs> 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 we're even my dad owns a dealership and i slept in a log yeah all right both points okay Yay. all right you, by the way eric you have to keep track of these i am keeping oh, yeah. track of these on a piece of paper no less <laughs> okay you got little hash marks I'm I, I'm a very professional judge. <laughs> the, yes. the guy's a doctor, Jimmy. That's true. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm a doctor, all right? <laughs> the next episode of Very Annual Passholders is I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're on. You're welcome. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the queue, Dan. Okay. So at, <laughs> at Disneyland, I have just kind of some main differences and then uh why don't you then uh, whatever uh so the main some main differences uh that the splash mountain music itself is played in splash mountain style in the splash mountain queue and i don't know whether that's going to be a positive or a negative for some people i happen to like it but i can also see an argument for a little bit of uh fatigue setting in uh, however, another difference, and this could end up being a point, is that when you're in the queue for Splash Mountain at Disneyland, you don't have to awkwardly look at the people waiting in line at the Magic Kingdom Railroad Station. Um, oh, man, I was going to use that as a point for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just, it's just weird. It I, I remember the first time riding Splash Mountain at Disney World and that moment came and I'm like, is how, how is this okay? Like it's, <laughs> here's, sweet. here's my angle on it is yeah. that, that it's Frontierland and they're trying to Frontierland this deep South story as much as they can. And if you, if you're exposed to Frontierland and the Frontierland Depot with its frontier style, then you feel like you're in Frontierland. Does that make sense? Here's my take on it. They mm. needed to have a Frontierland station in Frontierland, and it just happened to be where Splash Mountain was. Well, why didn't they put a wall there? It's open on purpose. I mean, there used to be a Frontierland station vaguely near the dirt that was near Country Bear Jamboree. So <laughs> what, what, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, uh, which one? Who, which one? Either of you. Um, <laughs> a point is on the line, people. I, so, okay. I think that having, I understand the function of having the train station right there, mm -hmm. but like it's a mountain. It could, that part can be a cave. It just, it, it seems to be mo moderately bad show to me. Okay. Like you're in, you're in line for this ride that has all these cartoony animals and you're going to go on a whole wacky adventure with your friends from this sort of kind of racist movie. And then like you're <laughs> sortly kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, um, and, <laughs> and then the train pulls up it's a toot toot. Hi, I'm a train. I'm here to ruin the illusion that you're anywhere near the place that this is supposed to be. If you had a frog driving the train, great. Brer fog. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I get your point. I, I would. Uh, yeah. I, I, if you're going to double down on the idea of you're trying to keep it reminder that you're in Frontierland because you're in a barn. 
You haven't gone into the mountain yet at this point. Animals have barns. Yeah, I know. Jimmy, Jimmy, that's where they live. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know where they're we're home. Are, are you done? Neither do I. Uh, so uh, the the cues are basically the same. So am I going to talk about the queue or are you going to talk about the queue? I'll let's, talk about let's address let's address the issue of whether or not the queue in it, we'll 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 put it out there right now mm-hmm. uh, because Critter Country is a separate place. It's south of New Orleans Square. It's it's a separate place. It well, it's north of New Orleans yeah, Square. But well, I'm sorry. It, Let's not worry about geography. It, Tony Baxter said the south. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it, it, conceptually, it's south. It's a separate place, Critter Country. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the Magic Kingdom, where we have a, a a separate place within Frontierland, where we are looking at a place that is the South, that is definitely not the West, which mm-hmm. is Frontierland. Right? Does repurposing the railroad depot successfully distract the visitor from the, uh, I guess the the change in between Frontierland and Southland? Um, if I were arguing for Disneyland, I would say that first of all, as a as an individual, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I don't think about it. And like I said, I was I was sort of arguing for it being a good idea. But the fact is that this is a, a a ride and a show based in the Deep South, based in Georgia, and it's set in a Western frontier land. It doesn't make sense. And it's shoehorning it mm-hmm. in because they mm-hmm. had space. Um, I understand the functional I, – don't get me wrong. I completely understand the functional reason for having a train station there. But this isn't Knott's Berry Farm, right? This right. is like – it does detract – I think. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I I would tend to agree. It doesn't make sense and it's shoehorned in versus Splash Mountain at Disneyland that they changed the entire name of the land right. to incorporate this ride. So I I don't I, – I, like you said, I think it's bad show. Okay. All right. So you're willing to state that <laughs> On the, record. the difference between these two lands is Disneyland has – fit into a, a larger concept of land that flows very well into Galaxy's Edge, by the way. Yes. Uh, oh the only way to enter uh, Galaxy's let, Edge. Let, 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 future episodes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that is the episode, by the way. <laughs> it's just us <laughs> saying. <laughs> the only difference about entrances. Critter Country entrance. <laughs> See you, everybody. Join us on Facebook. <laughs> Versus Walt Disney World has this southern-ish place that they say is western and you can also splash and it's the west mm-hmm. which has no okay <laughs> you, you don't you living don't in the west it. i can agree with that all right you know what my dad owns a dealership yeah he does you land mm-hmm. point Moving yeah on. i think the the a big issue that i've sort of come on come across here is that splash mountain at at magic kingdom and of course jimmy it's your job to argue against this is that it's kind of like it kind of got pirates of the caribbean caribbean in that like they just needed to have a splash mountain there it was such a big deal in disneyland everybody wanted a splash mountain they just they put it wherever that they could put it and there's a lot of places that you can feel it. But so mm-hmm. the queue itself is you go into uh, – you walk past the main drop viewing area. 
uh, you go past the Critter Country sign and you enter a the main entrance. There's a bunch of machines with cogs and gears, and there's some Uncle Ramus quotes featured on signs, and a delightful sign that's saying, "You may get wet with Brer Rabbit's pants are full of water." And uh, not gonna lie, first time I saw that, I laughed intensely. I was also very young, but I still do. Um, yeah, so you know, go around, it was ni- 1989, so you were nine, <laughs> right? If we're oh, gonna wait, go a with a show, sorry, was, right? Right, no, I, I'm uh, I'm negative one in that mythology. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> listen to scrapping the yeah. vault. Really uh, so you wind around a barn structure and then you reach the loading area through a little cave. Um, Jimmy, you got anything else? I'm not Jimmy, but I'd like to add just my personal opinion here. Mm -hmm. I I love the Mm -hmm. entrance to Splash Mountain in Magic Kingdom, but it's very different. And it's, it's this weird issue where you're walking past all of this, this wet Southern business to go into the arid desert of... (laughs) Wet Southern business. It's a new Wet band. Southern business. To enter the arid desert <laughs> and mining territory of Big Thunder Mountain. And uh, it, I love the area. When you walk into there, that, that train station is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But mm. it still doesn't quite fit with the rest of Frontierland. Right. Right. It does create, though, It you're right. It does. It does create a sense of space of its own where it can it's just it's fighting against such a huge mm-hmm. land and i think i think there's it's definitely clear that there there's an effort being made but i mean talk about an uphill battle more like a downhill battle <laughs> i just saw it under that. Uh, uh, all right i'm on yeah. th- page three of ten so uh, let's get moving are you done okay yeah, we're done. We're done. Let, let's just reiterate. My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, so similar story. Uh, you know, the, the, so Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom, there is a children's playground, little little mini playland underneath the train tracks. What? Yeah, yeah they did sure they do did. that? Oh it's yeah, a playground for the little kitties <sighs> to play, and there's a bathroom at the exit. But that's story for another time. Um, so yeah, you go into a barnyard filled with like farm props and things. Then you go exit, you exit the side of the barn, go around up to staircase, uh, up the side of the barn and back into the barn's second floor level with the train depot, which you can see. Dude, dude, <laughs> I'm not a problem. <laughs> then you take a right and transition into Chickapin Hill. Hey, hang on, hang on, yeah, yeah. hang on. I'm just going to give a point for that train depot because it's great. There I didn't get the girl I came for and I slept in a log. Oh, poor Topanga. Then you take a right <laughs> and transition into Chickapin Hill and the whimsy of Song of the South. Now, here are cool things about this. The songs from the film heard as inst- instrumental tracks in the queuing area include, that's what Uncle Remus said, let the rain pour down sooner or later, and the opening theme from the film. Traditional songs like Old MacDonald Had a Farm and Goober Peas, you know that old traditional song, Goober Peas? Oh, are- yes. Are oh, also, that in the RCA song, right. singing that. Also played in, in a bluegrass style. The loop lasts about an hour and includes different orchestrations of the three main songs heard in the ride as well. Now, a couple things you can do in the queue. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You can go Sorry, ahead. there's how many songs in the in the 
Oh no, you're there's right. There's three in, in okay, the sorry. ride. Plus, you got that's what Uncle, Uncle Remus mm-hmm. said. Let the rain pour down. Sooner or later, Old McDonald had to farm. Goober peas. Blah blah blah. Uh, is, so hidden is treasures. Rain by the Who in there? <laughs> Purple Rain by um, <laughs> Oh, Artist oh by Prince. Prince. Oh well, there, yeah. he's from the South. I don't think that's true. Um, so listen, he's Minnesota, right? Uh, if it you was can true, there would be a point here. That's right. Totally. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> um, a, a hidden treasure of Splash Mountain is all the critter homes that you have animal noises coming from. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Homes. Critter, critter noise. Tell me more about the critter noises. Well, you'll feel yourself, you'll catch yourself feeling like you really are in Briar Patch and all your furry friends are having conversations around you from their homes. Yeah. What? From the little, the critter homes in the line. And if you I look, love the, I love these critter homes. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the girl I came for mm-hmm. and I slept in a log. Yep. Who has That's a point? If you mm. peer through the small wooden window, you'll see Br'er Frog rocking back and forth and he seems to be telling a story by a fireplace. These are things you can do on the ride. In the line. Is that the same spot where at Disneyland you can see Br'er Rabbit singing? Like, is it the same uh, moment with the different animatronic? I'm, I I'm asking know. sincerely. It's been a long time since know. I've been on that one. Okay. But yeah. Well, I should note that while you were in line at mm-hmm. Disneyland, Splash Mountain in Critter Country, um, there is a little window where you can look into the ride itself mm. and see... Our old friend Br'er Rabbit singing a little song called Zippity Doo Dot. Mm, haven't heard of it. Oh, I wish you had because it's worth a point. <laughs> My dad owns a dealership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that never gets old. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that's the main differences. It's uh, very similar. Uh, you cannot see into the ride, but you can see into the loading area uh, from multiple. <laughs> Oh, the loading area. Everybody loves watching people sit down. At Disneyland, they keep you uh, blindfolded so you can't see the loading area at all. And then as soon as they sit you down in and pull down the lab bar, they take the blindfolds off and like, surprise, stupid. There you go. Is there a lab bar at Disneyland? (laughs) Are you assuming that your lap, your measly invasive lap bar is going to be a point I'm just saying safety don't, first don't um infringe on my freedoms with a lap bar okay yeah amen <laughs> counselor all right so tell us about the ride itself right the ride itself uh again some main differences the the show scenes at disneyland are a lot more open there's a limited use of walls and just i mean i'll get into the actual ride but just so we can go over some mm-hmm. of the differences um and at Disneyland, there's an extra song sung by Doom Animals singing about how you're going to that, die. And it's called uh, Burroughs Lament. What about Sooner or Later? We, uh, nobody sooner sings Sooner or Later, the rabbit is going to come home. Well, you, you sing it. You, I've heard you it sing on it. a so I get soundtrack. That. I, That's in one ride. of the rides. Is it, it is. in both of the rides? It, it's not listed on the Disney World one. Maybe it just got cut for time. I don't know. I've heard it on Spectre Radio. I, so. I have too. Well, there is a recording of it, and they I think they were going to play that, have that song sung to you by the delightful animals that actually now sing Burroughs okay. Lament. That must have been. And it was going to be, I think, as you're going mm-hmm. up the final lift hill, but they found that it was too, like they wanted to have something more tense and, and doomy. So they have Burroughs Lament. Uh, hey, Jimmy, who sings Burrow's Lament over at the Magic Kingdom? Uh, Burrow Ives. 
Burroughs. <laughs> I'm, I'm tying it back to America Sings. Which, 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 which one of your 60-something animatronics? 70-something? And uh, okay. none of them. It is not in this ride. Seriously, okay. right? Um, yes. yes. Difference seriously. in song. My dad owns a dealership. God. So the ride itself... Um, you are on board six to seven seater logs with six single file seats. The last seat in each log is for us larger passengers <laughs> and allows room for, <laughs> um, because it's larger and you can have an adult and a small child, a normal size adult and a small child. I'm very overweight. So before anyone gives me any crap for that, uh, so the capacity can be, Seven in each log. Uh, departs the loading area and ascends a conveyor type lift that is the type of lift that you should see in every uh, flume ride that is a flume. Hey, Jimmy, what kind of lift do you have at uh, Dual Chain Magic lift. Kingdom? Mm, okay. That's a roller coaster type lift. Oh, wow. right? No. Is it? No. Mm. Is it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, the same chains. Um, anyway, Why are you so mean? Uh, before floating gently. Is your dad I, on can, a can we, sorry. can we address the 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 difference in chain lifts at this point? I guess I don't understand I, the difference. I think the chain lift is weird. Okay, so I was going to have this. The, the, this has gone in a more interesting direction than I thought it would. Interesting. And that's this great. show is very so interesting. Mm-hmm. Going faster, but more interesting. So. I was I was saving this for like the the lightning mm-hmm. round kind of stuff, but I'm I'm liking this rhythm too. So uh, I think it's when it comes down to it, I think the Magic Kingdom Splash Mountain is not a log flume ride because you're not sitting single file; you're sitting mm-hmm. two by two. There's a lap bar. It's it's just it's a boat ride. It's a good boat ride, but it's not a log flume. Are ride. you saying Are that we, holding and, hands with my honey is a bad thing? Uh. I think that you need to keep proper distance. You need to leave room for a certain somebody that, you know, we're not so, going to get into. Wow. Um, so are you talking about the actual <laughs> definition of what a log flume is and a log flume ride must be a single file? I don't understand. Okay. Jimmy, you're with friends. You're going to go sit mm-hmm. on a log and you're going to ride it down mm-hmm. a, a river, mm-hmm. right? Now you can't sit sides side saddle style because you're just gonna fall over right it's just gonna spin and i mean it'll be it'll be whimsical and funny but the way you do it is you, you straddle that thing right you straddle, straddle them and um <laughs> uh that that's that's a log that's what you do on a log ride is you sit across you you're Objection, sitting single file opinion yes so let's let's obje- uh, let's address this objection here. How are the logs prepared? Are you sitting side saddle? Are you sitting straddling the log? <laughs> what, how how are these logs constructed? Okay, they strap you. They get out rope and they strap you. They rope uh, you down to a giant okay. log. Okay, hold on, I, hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to disallow that because uh, no. <laughs> um, here's the point. Neither of these yeah. are actually logs. So this is your opinion about what a log ride right. is, not the definition. Like Wild Mouse Coaster, you kept calling Matterhorn a okay. Wild Mouse. Okay, wait. So Jimmy, have you? What other log rides have you been on? The log ride. The <laughs> log ride. The the aforementioned not very far. Not very far. I've been on a lot of log rides. That's right. That was the one but, ride. We I've been on a ton of. And I, how did we set? 
How did again, we sit on that it's ride? Not the definition of a log flume must mean single straddle. Like that's that's just a dumb argument. Hey, you know, you know that that log ride that's at that uh, that place in Nevada that has the giant roller coaster. Remember Las that? Vegas. How they sit? How they sit? Yeah, it's not in Las Vegas. It's on the way. Uh, you know what? The Hoover Dam. This is <laughs> look. This is. This is, this is the dumbest thing we've ever talked about. Can we no, we've move on? Can, move can we address on. what 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 are the seating arrangements like on both of these? I, I'm stepping in as the judge here. The yes. judge, Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom you're sitting with lab side bars. by side with a lab bar at uh, Disneyland. You're sitting. You're you're straddling a bench all 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 the way down the ride, all the way down the log. No restraint because it's way scarier that way. But they do have a handle you can hold on to. Mm, I wish I had a handle I could hold on to right now. In case you um, fly out of the <laughs> podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can can we move on? I'm not. Okay. Can we yeah. just move on? This is so dumb. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if either of these are worthy of a point. No, they're neither of them are. I, I, I'm just glad we went this far with that. Uh, so it's a parcel loading, uh, loading area. Uh, the two conveyor type. We got you there from two conveyor type lifts. Um, you're floating gently uh, through the scenery designed to evoke the feeling of a river in the southern state of Georgia. Hey. Hey. Uh, we also have animal homes for three main characters. Uh, you don't hear them making animal sounds that I'm aware of, but uh, so I'm not going to try to take that point away. I'm just, I don't think that was the ride. That was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's fine. Mine's still better. Um, So uh, farm equipment is incorporated into the landscape along with an instrumental version of how do you do emanating from hidden speakers along the waterway. Now, before the logs enter the indoor portion, and this is something that I've been kind of hitting, hiding, hitting, wow, from uh, you, Jimmy. Before the logs enter the indoor portion, snoring is heard emanating from Brer Bear's cave, right? You always right? do this, Dan. You always do this. Dan, this is a gotcha moment. Where did these snores come from? They originated. So the first time I rode this ride, after it, shortly after it opened, it didn't say Brer Bear on the mailbox it said rufus mm. now wait, the wait, reason wait. it said rufus rufus like country bear jamboree. from the country bear jamboree yes now before you award the point for this <laughs> the snoring itself is a tribute to the original entrance to bear country where a bear named rufus was heard snoring from a cave and i have very vague but very fond memories of insisting to my parents that we watch this cave where snoring was coming out of, and it probably drove them absolutely mad. But I think they felt guilty about taking me on the Haunted Mansion, so they put up with it. Hey, Rufus! I'm going to fix this thing. Going for a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a point for the 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 uh, the callback to Rufus, not the my parents feeling guilty and me mm-hmm. milking it. And it's got to be the same Rufus as Country Bears, right? It is the same. Yeah, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a point to Dan here. My dad owns a dealership. But you can earn another point if you can tell me where that voice came from. Uh, originally, I know, I know, I know it. Oh, 
Oh, it's it's a dude that made the voice. Uh, no, I don't remember. I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of leeway here. Classic, classic movie, classic Disney voice actor. Where did that voice come from? Yeah. Wilford Brimley. Um, Dan, I almost r- reduced the points for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more callbacks uh, of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, the voice came from Pinto Colvig, who is the original voice of Goofy. Uh, but he recorded this mm. snore for Sleepy in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, I knew there was a Snow White reference in there. Yeah. Nicely done. Well done, Eric. That's why you're on the show. Just pointing this out. Just pointing this out. Now I feel kind of bad okay. for giving Dan that point. But oh, well, let's keep going. Yeah, I should have known. Yeah, you shouldn't have just- it was a good move. It was a good move. Um, so right after you pass by Br'er Bear, a.k.a. Rufus, you go down Slip and Falls. Um, and here we have a similar transition effect as is used in Pirates of the Caribbean, where you go from one, one environment to another very, like, suddenly. And you enter the indoor portion of the attraction where you have, oh, so many anima- <laughs> audio animatronic animals. An embarrassment of riches. You got geese. You got frogs. You got possums. You got opossums. They're singing the attraction's first musical number, a little something called How Do You Do? And you say, I'm doing great because I'm on this version of the ride and it's so much better. And you go around a corner. You see Br'er Bear caught in a trap. Uh, where Br'er Fox, who is a reskin Sam the Eagle animatronic, uh, berates him and tells him that, you know, he's a failure. He's not going to amount to anything and that, you know, he's not going to get into the college. That he was gonna do. <laughs> Sorry. Is there a, um, a roadrunner? So, and, and this is not a Warner Brothers park. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. I just, oh, it, it, so far we're like beat for beat the same. Um, right. Except. Here's a here's a moment where you get a real difference between the two because rather than it being like a narrow corridor of like like a hallway that you're going through the whole thing's open right so you, as you go around that turn Br'er Bear is bouncing over mm-hmm. the water so it opens the, that whole scene up to make it like you're actually there you're actually in that scene rather than it being you know, that you're very clearly on a ride on a track and like animatronics address you as you go by saying like, hey, you're on a ride. That sounds fun. Like in this one, they're just like they're doing their thing and you're just. So there this must be it. where the dip drop comes in, where you go on like a little mini roller coaster inside of the log ride. <gasps> no. <gasps> Interesting. Because oh that's what happens what, you, in Magic Kingdom is you go on a little roller coaster dip drop. Intriguing. Disneyland has that too. Disneyland has that moment too. It's oh, just not there. I'm talking about like the very the very opening part where you go you you go down you go sploosh and then all so many animatronics sing to you, and uh, you go around that first turn right. You, mm-hmm. you with me, Jimmy? Okay, and you're seeing mm-hmm. Rare Bear and he's bouncing and. Br'er Fox is saying horribly abusive things to him. And um, the whole area is kind of open. Now think about that in your mind palace for Splash Mountain for the Magic Kingdom. And it's like it's it's far less open. It's cartoony and it's 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 nice. It's cool. It's fun. It's, you know, but it doesn't have that nice. It is very cartoony. And so the the Mm -hmm. logs continue past a roadrunner who has to be taken along to the laughing place. While possums, the aforementioned possums right. sing from overhead. And then the logs reach a dark tunnel followed by a dip drop. 
into the laughing place. Right. Right. All of that is, is the same at Disneyland, except it's far more open in mm-hmm. that first scene. And none of the animatronics like address okay. you. So they're not talking to you. They're not asking you. You're not the central character. You're just in there. Interesting perspective. No, you're not the central character because you've already seen Br'er Rabbit, who is the central character, and there's okay. not two of you. So are we saying that this ride in Disneyland goes along the lines of the original dark rides in Disneyland that that put you as the central character rather than you getting to see, say, Snow White? I think we're as saying a that, person who's scared of things. I think we're saying that s- the Magic Kingdom one. I don't think you're the central character, but you're a part of them. Like you're you're coming along with them on this ride, and they're informing you of things. And Brer Rabbit addresses you directly. That kind of thing. Brer Rabbit grabs you I by the that. by by the paw and and drags yeah. you along into the laughing place. <laughs> right. He says, "Hey, you want to see a dead body?" <laughs> so uh i this this could be a weird and it probably is a weird nitpicky thing that's very specific to me but in watching ride through videos of and writing the magic kingdom version myself i feel that it's i understand that they're trying to like uh get the kids to buy into this ride and everything but having an animatronic turn to you and essentially say hey you on this ride we're having fun right is like it's kind of weird. It is much more cartoony. Uh, the because you're using existing animals, animatronics, animaltronics from America Sings, whereas mm-hmm. these are all 100% fabricated. The experience does feel a lot more fantasy and a lot more cartoony. To your point, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can can so, we can we briefly yes. discuss this? Like, it, it, is this a a is there a better sense of fantasy in either location? I think. In the interest of conversation, I, the the Disneyland version feels more authentic and feels more natural, whereas the Disney World version feels much more like a cartoon. Hmm. Interesting. Dan, would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Except for the parts where you are thrust into this thing where you're like, oh, there's the train station and oh, there's... No, that, well, that's that, that, the that's queue. The that's I mean, yeah. You never right, notice there, the there train are parts like, going through the ride yeah. when it does do, do that. I'm, what do you mean? You mean when the train goes through the ride yeah, and the can look train down goes through the, the zippity doo lady? Well, the train, yes, but that can be part of that scene, though, because it's not I'm seeing people board the train. It's hey, there's a train and it's going to it's going on another adventure. Does the I've, train? Can you see the show scene in Disneyland from the train? Okay, I yes. thought so. I just couldn't remember. Okay, yes, let's. Um, so, okay. Okay. Right. L- l- let's just hang on so, here for a second because mm-hmm. my dad owns a dealership. Kind of yeah, sounds does. like it. Yeah. Um, however, here's a point where I need to address with Jimmy. When you go into that drop, that drop, that the thing, dip that roller, you call it a roller, the dip drop. Yeah. Thank you. I don't remember, and this is a genuine question, when you splash down on that at Magic Kingdom, do you still get the tidal wave of unpleasantness that is so characteristic of the ride at Disneyland? Well, what what happens is, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. So you you do the dip drop into Laughing Place. Bees attack Br'er Bear while Br'er Rabbit laughs with joy. Unaware that Br'er Fox is behind him preparing to drop a beehive on him. And then the logs go over another short drop. 
So there's an additional drop. Right. Same thing. Right? In I mean, I as think as the, as the, track the, is concerned. The, the turn is where you get the water when you make that turn. Right. The turn after, yeah, the turn after the, mm-hmm. the dip drop and you think you're, you're in the clear and then all of a sudden, like not even like subtle, just here's water, <laughs> yes. here's air. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen at Disney World it's, as well? Yes. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, the rest of this ride is very similar up to a certain point, and I'm tired of talking. So, Jimmy, can you take over on this? Yes. So after you go into that further drop into the cavern scenes, there are geyser riding turtles and laughing, singing bullfrogs and dancing water fountains guide to a dark area in which Br'er Rabbit has been caught by Br'er Fox in a cave of stalactites and stalagmites. Two vultures, this time wearing top hats, taunt riders as they begin their ascent up a final lift. A scene to the left of the flume shows Br'er Fox menacing Br'er Rabbit with Br'er Rabbit pleading not to be thrown into the briar patch. Now, there's also a point here where, I'm sorry, could you clarify who sings the Burroughs Limit at this moment before you encounter the vultures? Uh, (laughs) I thought you already got a point for that. And and do they have, do they, I don't, I'm not keeping track anymore. Um, and do they have comically terrified children? <laughs> and, and can you hear the loop when it resets? <laughs> no, none of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you already got a point for that, Dan. Um, okay. I know. I know. I got it. Uh, do we want to hear Ernest go yeah, down do. the drop? Okay. Here we go. Uh, and go. Now, love the jaws. There, yeah, yeah. Wish I'd brought a book. He's He's still bored. Oh, sure. At this moment, we ask that squeamish or sensitive adults turn their eyes from the screen. <laughs> He's going down the drop. Fast version. I think, I believe, at this point, he's reliving all of his memories of getting himself ready for this big moment. Got us. It's on YouTube. Cameron, you gotta watch Cameron, it. what's happening? He, he still hasn't come by here. Well, I don't know, Skip. It's hard to tell. There doesn't seem to be any sign of recovery. Oh no. Well, I hope we haven't witnessed the demise of America's first splash. <laughs> or not. So that brings me to one of my main points that I brought up before, which is that not seeing the boat come around at the end or sorry the log the boat is at magic kingdom um wow <laughs> I, I i i'm sorry i've become this person for this episode <laughs> um you don't you so you see the splash from the uh from the queue or from as the walkway or whatever you see the you see the log drop you see the big splash by all the cannons the air the water cannons but where did they go are they okay? What's what's going to happen? And then, sure enough, they go. They come around a little corner, the little turn that yeah, you can see it uh, from like the Harper Galley. Yes, it is the Harper Galley. 
Harbor Galaxy. Yes. Uh, what, whatever that place is that I can't think of right now. If you, if you make an effort to see the, the boat recover or the, the log recover, you can, but you have to make the effort and you have, or you have to be on the Mark Twain at Magic Kingdom. You just like, oh, it's a splash. Yeah. So that's hmm. an interesting question. So what Dan's referring yes. to is at Walt Disney World, there's a bridge that goes over the area where the riders come out of the flume and make a 90, uh, 180 degree turn to go back into the show building with the zippity lady thing. So I suspect that it's the same function in both, but you can see it mm-hmm. in Magic Kingdom. So to Dan's point, and I don't really know the answer to this, so we're going to rely on you, Eric. Is it is it better to not know what happens? There's more suspense. Like, well, I don't know what happened to those people because they're out of sight. Or is it better to see, oh, they're fine. They're just really wet. Like, what is your thought on it? Because I, I don't really know. Well, I can tell you, too, that that is very much on purpose at Disneyland. Um, I don't have, like, the source or reference in my head. But I do remember very clearly, like, reading about it at the time. And it's even referenced in the promotional video that, like, oh, no, where did he go? Like, that's a feature right. of the ride there. Now, whether it's better or not, that's up to our judge. No, I, I, I appreciate those ideas. It's interesting because it's one of those those features because we're, we're, we're all aware that when, at least I would assume we're all aware – Let's just make everybody aware that when you go down that large drop, most of the splash is from cannons firing water up into the air. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait, wait. Yes, what? water cannons make the splash mm-hmm. appear larger than they appear. Exactly. Wait. Much of the, everybody agrees, let's, let's get this out there, that the the most of the splashes come from earlier in the ride. The final drop is mostly about the drop and the scream and the photo finish, mm-hmm. which um, bonus points when I allow that to happen. I'm just letting you know. Um, <laughs> I know where you're going with that, I think. Um, <laughs> the, the final drop features water cannons that fire water up into the air so that it looks like more of a splash than it actually is. And mm-hmm. some of it gets people additionally wet. After Including that people point, that are on the on the uh, the original float, the, the initial float around the flume. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And Magic Kingdom is very aggressive oh, about yeah. that. So it, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch what happens. Do you, do you really wonder when you watch the people drop at Disneyland, wait, what the heck happened to those people? They're gone. Whereas at Disney World, I, they're really kind of going behind you on the other side of a bridge. I'm kind of agnostic about this because mm-hmm. it's it's a different side of the thing. You can see people laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm 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 starting to convince myself of one way here, where I'm. I'm well, go ahead, Dan. Can I can I try to try to the thing? So there's the mystery element that I think is really cool, and I and I mean it looks when you're watching it, it looks like the log just explodes, right? Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that I think anyone is watching it is going like, oh, my God, people They're are dying. All dead. I want to write. It. Yeah, there's not that. But there is that that mystery element of like, I don't know what happens after this. Right. But at the same time, while you're writing the ride at the Magic Kingdom, right, you do the big splash. Everything's great. You take, have your picture taken. Hopefully your clothes are on. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't. And yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, hey, here I am in the middle of Frontierland that is not really it's it's no longer really themed to old this. hat. Whereas I know, whereas at Disneyland, it's you, it just fits. You're in you're next to the rivers of America. It all you don't have to look at all the like the uh, the Adobe stuff over in Frontierland. You're not looking at the golden horse or the diamond horseshoe or whatever they call it. Um, like it's still on the ride itself. It's still more immersive. Like, yeah, you get a real brief glimpse of Tom Sawyer's Island, which totally fits, you know, the Bayou theme to an extent. And then, and then you go back into the, like immediately go back into like this immersive series of caverns where you're, you're still on the ride the whole time at the magic kingdom. It's we, Oh, okay. So what do you want to do now? Hey, there's Thunder Mountain. You want to ride Thunder Mountain? Uh, I don't know. I think hey, we, hey. Uh, let's. Hey, what? Hey, Dan. Yeah. You have yeah. A time to contemplate what you just experienced. <laughs> I'm just mm. saying. Uh, well, you around right. a corner. Yeah. You have time to think about what you just experienced. You can look back up and see it. Um, yeah. So here's yeah. in, in serious though. Um, I, cause I could, I could see both sides of this thing. Cause there's, there's one element of, of mystery about a thing, which I really enjoy. It makes it a little more thrilling. Conversely there when, you know, cause one of the biggest things that people do is stand and watch the thing fall, right? People gather on the bridge to watch the thing drop in both parks. But what I've mm-hmm. found as my kids are getting older, they want to go to the the bridge where you can see the people come around because it gives them sort of peace of mind to know everything's okay to ride the ride. So I could accept either argument of this and we're going to have to leave it up to Eric. Let me add though, that I think that at Disneyland, you can do that very same thing, but you get to make the choice rather than it being this thing that is always there. I'm not sure that that's entirely true there, Dan, because at Disney world, you can see, you can see the splash. You can see the briar patch. You can watch all of this happen. All of the terror. And then you can turn around mm-hmm. and watch people go, oh, hey, I've got wet in my hair. And they go around a corner right. and they come back inside. Disneyland, you don't get that that reassurance. I'm going to... Um, you can, though. Oh? Yeah. What I'm saying is that if you know where to go, and it's not all that hard, but it does take effort, you can go just a, f- a few feet over to a spot where you can still see the thing go down. You can still see everything. But then you also get them coming around the corner and talking about, oh, my hair. That is fun. I'm saying at Disneyland, you have a choice to experience either thing. I'm going to say at Disney World, and and this is is me as a judge saying from my experience, Mm -hmm. it is easier to experience both sides. Because you turn around, you walk across the bridge, you see those exact people turning around a corner. Mm, I didn't yeah. get the girl I came for, and I slept in a log. Um, yeah, thank you. So just just a couple of points here before we go into um, the lightning round. We'll talk about the land impact a little bit. Um, so the in both parks, the the hill is about 52 and a half feet. That's the same. Goes up to like 40 miles per hour. Um, it, it, is, this, is this the same in Tokyo? No, Tokyo is higher. Oh, all right. I think it's 60 feet in Tokyo. And they're the same. I, they're the same speed and height and angle and everything. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think Tokyo's maybe a slightly different angle, maybe a little taller, but we're not here to talk about that. So I'm not going to do show corrections. Um, Okay, so go to the Zippity-Doo-Dah landing, singing the song. We see the boat. Um, And what I was going to say is this ride in Magic Kingdom, it's, you know, again, similar experience. Um, The same songs heard at Disneyland, the Disneyland attraction, with the exception of... um, Oh, I should say, because the ride's location in Frontierland, the soundtrack features a country feel with banjos and harmonicas with those three main songs. How do you do? Everybody's got a laughing place in zippity doo da, But it's different instrumentation because it's in the South, right? right. Uh, or because it's you know, trying to be Frontierland. Um, banjos and harmonicas as the primary instruments. Also, uh, because of Florida's close proximity to Georgia, where it, it was set, Burroughs Lament is the only exception using an orchestral track with timpani drums originally recorded for the Disneyland version. We've already talked about that. Mm. Um, so a little bit about the, the land impact, Dan, um, what you have more? Hold on. Oh, talk about, okay. We need to talk about something here. The doodah landing, the, uh, zippity Mm -hmm. lady thing, right? That just happens to be the largest show scene and show prop built mm-hmm. at that time. And they had 21 animatronics left over from the uh, America Sings after they sprinkled them around like all throughout the, the ride and they put them all right there. So every single animatronic that still functioned, I'm just putting that in there just in case, uh, is in this ride from America now, Sings. Now- is this is this worthwhile saying that these animatronics came from a classic attraction, or is it also worthwhile to state that it costs just as much to redress these characters into different purposes as to create new ones? Recycling is important. Um, yeah, I think it's more sort of like I get what you're saying. I think it's more like the story of it. the The idea of um, I mean, there are some, so some animatronics were repurposed. Most of them were repurposed entirely and rescanned and everything, but a lot of them were just taken and reprogrammed because America Sings was a bunch of animals singing and the ones that didn't fit directly, like, you know, a giant chicken or pig or whatever, they put them on the showboat scene because why not? Here's a bunch of animals celebrating. They could be from anywhere. Um, and then we put the rest into jerky rooms. Yes, exactly. And Mark Davis <laughs> yes. uh, was responsible for both the animatronics in America Sings and in Splash Mountain. Right. So, Eric, I think maybe now, I mean, I don't want to force your hand as the judge. You're obviously the judge and in charge. But I think that uh, if there's a point to be given on that, then I'm curious what's, what you. What's the quantity at? of animatronics? A uh, hundred, okay. over a hundred. I've got 70 plus. I think personally, as the judge, um, I, I like the story, and I think most people like the story that these animatronics came from another classic attraction. Some of them went to uh, Star Tours, but most of them went to this attraction. I love that story. My dad owns a dealership. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the land impact? We already talked a little bit about the fact that um, that they changed the name of the land to accommodate this ride in Disneyland, whereas they shoehorned the I ride think, into the land. In yeah, 
I think that it's like for my purposes, at least, um, I mean, unless you, there's somewhere you want to go with this, um, we're already well over mm-hmm. an hour and we've kind of covered it in, in, I think in a complete enough way. Yeah. Like, I don't know the name of the person that made the sign, but <laughs> you know. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about the train station thing. So no, this is, but this is like interesting to me. When the Frontierland train station was demolished and moved for this ride, it was the first and only time in Walt Disney World history that the Walt Disney World Railroad could not run. So that's That's pretty impressive. 20 years into its history. Part of the track was removed as Imagineers changed the elevation of the area to allow people to walk under the train tracks to get back to the eventual Space Mountain queue. Construction workers got the Walt Disney World Railroad back as fast as they could. But for several months, the train just ran back and forth between Main Street and Mickey's Starland, now Mickey's Toontown Fair. The train ran backwards from Main Street to USA, Mickey's Starland. However... I'm going to pass show corrections you right now. It's not Mickey's Toontown Fair. Well, okay, fine. At the time... Yes, at the time it was. Okay, fine. I think that's an interesting fact. Thank you. I didn't get the girl I came for, and I slept in a log. And, of course, you can see the zippity-doo-dah lady, but that's true. So uh, a couple of questions, uh, conversationally. Um, number one, the open viewing after the splash mountain, we already talked about that. The fact mm-hmm. that like, even in the, um, splash mountain rap, which we'll get to later, these kids are <laughs> running past haunted mansion and you can see splash mountain. Like there's no delineation between lands. Similarly, um, I can see I could see Space Mountain. I can see Cinderella Castle from the top of that flume hill. Mm-hmm. Like they're both the same to me. It's a visual intrusion on this immersive experience. So, do we want to talk right. about that? I think, out- in terms of like that, I mean, it's a very large structure that you come out of, right? right. And the uh, space is what it is, right? Um, I, in thinking about this, I was really kind of impressed by how in needing to create a critter country, they kind of uh, mistakenly and in a good way created this thing. That's like an extension of new Orleans square in a, in a sense where it's like, yeah, it is next to the haunted mansion, but the haunted mansion has ghosts, right? Like it's, there's, there's an element of disbelief there okay, or belief, you know? Right. Uh, and it has, you know, of course, haunted mansion has a speed ramp. And, um, oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, I so, didn't get the girl I came for. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's fair. well played. Unofficial. Uh, well played. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, you know, you have the, the New Orleans Bayou thing going on in New Orleans Square. And Critter Country kind of the the two, the two complement each other in a way better way than Frontierland and Splash Mountain do, right? And it's how I think just conceptually, like you have it's like Bayou and Bayou, like okay. one's kind okay. of a okay. one's like okay. a cartoon version, okay. right? Okay, I get it. Yep. I can feel that I'm not going to give a point in either direction yeah, here because yeah. um, I I can also accept the the walk between the main part of Frontierland into another part of Frontierland, like passing between the the Pecos, Pecos Bill. uh, Bill's uh, restaurant there 
over into now available uh, big thunder it right it's uh, it's not that bad it really doesn't feel that out of place right no i agree it doesn't feel terribly out of place but it does feel out of place if you really think about it it's more out of place but at the same time i like it it's it's visually appealing and you can walk underneath the train station it's it's a nice space to walk through Mm-hmm. Right. It's and true. I just to be clear, I do really like both Splash Mountains. And before we started talking about doing this episode, I was even kind of leaning towards Man- Magic Kingdom. But then I thought more about Disneyland. And I mean, I landed I landed where I landed for 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 reasons. Right. Um, I it's funny. I had the exact opposite. Yeah. OK, so. Right. Uh, lightning. Okay. Round. OK, do it. Splash Mountain fun facts. 1,800 riders yeah, okay. per hour. Which one? Uh, Disneyland is... Keep scrolling through those memory banks. <laughs> looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at my memory. I'm looking at my memory. It is not... I'm pretty sure it's not as many people. <laughs> so uh, this, this goes back to our... Partially because Magic Kingdom is much longer, even though it's roughly the same length it's it's also an 11 minute ride so this goes back to our our size argument so does this count because it's but it's not okay it it's i i can give you the argument that there's the capacity is more because there's more people per row but Mm -hmm. i also think that it shouldn't be laid out like that but whatever yeah um and at the same time if we look at it the length of the track is 2,600 feet at Magic Kingdom and 2,640 at Disneyland. Okay, so it's basically the same so, length of ride, right? Huh? But they just but they're slowing they're slowing down their flumes at the Magic Kingdom to eke out more people. I think. And I'm going to call it a wash here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't make yeah. sense. They're slowing down the flumes. That would make less people because people aren't moving. No, as you fast. can space them out. You can get more logs on the uh, on the ride. Got it. Okay. Um, 950,000 gallons of water. I'm very disappointed in you. (laughs) Yeah, this log flume is not a flume. It has two people They couldn't get the programming in. Chris Sawyer tried, but yeah. Beavers hollowed out the logs. It's fine. Okay. Uh, By the way, Dan, neither of these are actual Mm -hmm. logs. Um, There are around 950,000. I just found out about the splash, okay? I don't need both of these pieces of information thrown at me at one time. 950,000 gallons of water on the Magic Kingdom Splash Mountain. Uh, there's a little gopher that may sound like he's sneezing, but if you listen carefully, he's actually saying FSU. And this is a nod to Florida State University, alma mater of at least one Disney Imagineer who worked mm-hmm. on this ride. Welcome you- back to Jimmy Grasps at Straws here <laughs> at the Supreme Court. If, 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 if I hadn't gone to... Um university of illinois i i mean i might care about that i don't know okay fun fact for the people uh in the magic kingdom there is an obvious hidden mickey during the showboat scene towards the end of the ride mickey can be seen lying on his back in the clouds also there's a hidden mickey in the room with jumping water the hole in which chickapin hill flows is a side profile of mickey's head there is a birdhouse with an icon cut out of it in the garden scene furthermore there is one near Br'er Frog when he is fishing on the alligator visible as you pass him, and one composed of three barrels halfway up the second crank hill 
There is also a hidden Dumbo hidden in the first part of the cave. Okay. So are we going to start awarding points for numbers of hidden Mickeys? Because this is this is a new place for us. And by the way, Jimmy, I need to remind you of that coffee table book that we kept talking about wanting to make. Uh-huh. Of the hidden make the hidden hidden Mickeys yes. of <laughs> yeah. where it's just three circles put together. Like it's not hard. And I really also want to point out, and I'm sorry I'm just I'm more aggressive in this episode. Yeah, you sure are. Yeah, I it's it's fun and I hope I don't like turn into a monster. Um I enjoyed you saying the obvious hidden Mickey. <laughs> um now I want to get to something about the side by side. I just got it. Wait, wait, <laughs> did, did my hidden Mickeys what? get a point? Don't, I okay, Eric, Do I'm just know? saying I'm just saying if we start giving points out for hidden Mickeys the work that we need to do to do this podcast already will become impossible. <laughs> let me let me roll my chair back to my Disneyland and Disney World hidden Mickey books. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which exist. Let's, exist. Let, let's please um forevermore uh strike hidden Mickeys from yes. the president. Stricken yeah, from the this record. Is, this is- this Unless they're like particularly awesome, like uh, we crested the hill of Spaceship Earth and we realized that over the top of Earth there were two moons and they looked like hidden Mickeys. Okay, right. which is false, or, but or in the Hall of Presidents, you know, the Donald Trump robot un- under his breath says Mickey Mouse. Like, all right, okay, so that's fair. In, in this podcast, the hidden Mickeys are not point worthy, but they're interesting for our listeners. For example, on a barrel labeled Muskrat Moonshine, just before the flume log takes off, look at the S in Muskrat. That is where you'll find your first hidden Mickey. So I want to get back to the the. There is a scene scene. where Brer Frog is fishing with his toe next to the picnic. This episode is over an hour and a half. Let's let's strike the hidden Mickey's talk. Three red fishing bobbers that form Mickey. (laughs) Just before the the final drop, the outline of the rocks makes up Mickey's profile. My my dad owns a dealership. My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> so uh, okay. here's the deal with sitting side by side. And I think this is why log flume rides are traditionally one in a row. And the side by side seating, you get uneven wetness. So <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> so you get Sounds like a, a lot of commercial. Well, future sponsor, maybe. Uh, I should remember that, though, for the next time we have some of those ads. Um, It's not I didn't even think I didn't. I'm not the one who came up with this. It was like some YouTuber or somebody, which is not a great reference, but they were the ones that pointed it out. And they said, look, at Disney World, it's you walk off with like one side of you wet and the other side not. That is true. And it's weird. Great. Yeah. Um, I'd also <laughs> yeah, like I don't to know how weird that is. Yeah, that Nick Stewart voices Br'er Bear on Splash Mountain and happens to be the original actor to voice him in Song mm-hmm. of the South. Well, yeah. at Disneyland, the character is voiced by, I don't remember the actor's name because it's off the top of my head. Uh, the actor who played uh, not Will Smith's dad, Will Smith's not dad in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carl, no, whatever. Carl yeah, Carter. Yes. No. 
Go ahead. <laughs> Something Banks. Yeah. His last name is Banks. Uh, yes. Um, let's Banks. see. Uh, we got the chain list. Leaving Mr. Banks. Long. Oh, hey. Uh, if you like walls, then you're going to love the Magic Kingdom's uh, Splash Mountain because right before you get right before you get on the uh the chain lift you get a fantastic view right up next to you of a wall dual chain lift thank you very much okay right. you know what Let, let's let's just cut this short here because i'm gonna add a random other fact because we're just adding random facts here that i'm not yeah, counting for let's points do it I didn't get the girl I came for, and I slept in a log. Just playing sound effects for the heck of it. Um, <laughs> so we're all aware of the uh, Utilidors in Walt Disney yes, World's Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, in the case of Disneyland, we also have a, a an addition that was added in uh, as part of the construction for Disneyland's Splash Mountain. And that is a, a an underground tunnel that connects to the Harbor Galley, as referenced by Dan of Dan Hates the Beatles earlier. <laughs> um, it, it's an emergency exit from the ride, but it also connects to the basement of the restaurant, uh, which at various points in time was a restaurant and also a place to sell McDonald's fries. So, um, wow, a, a, an interesting little side note where they built a little underground tunnel to allow cast to go back and forth, but it was also an emergency exit from the ride. Any other random facts here that I'm not going to count for anything unless I'd, they're really impressive? Yes. Mm. And I'd like to award you a point. Uh, if, if you recognize the voice, I didn't voice... get the girl I came for and I slept in a log. <laughs> Thank you. If you recognize the voice of Br'er Rabbit, you have a reason to, because the same voice talent that gave us wacko. Warner from Animaniacs gave us the very distinct and hilarious voice of Br'er Why does that count for anything? I, I, I'm just, he said, if you're any other non-point related. Oh, fact, non-point. Okay, got it. Got it. And yes, Ziploc. Yes, yes. Ziploc is a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. And you can get a free splash <laughs> themed bag great. for your stuff. Not to pull a hipster move here, but I have been doing that stuff for, and Jimmy, you can back me up here. I've been bringing a Ziploc or you know ziploc ish not a sponsor a brand comparable uh yeah we're not we're, we will we can be bought but we don't have a sponsor um <laughs> uh, you do have a sponsor by right, the way sorry I, I i caught that right after i said it um <laughs> they're not a sponsor they're an official sorry, travel right. partner eric yeah <laughs> okay uh and but uh yeah, I've been bringing a been bringing a Ziploc bag for years, man. That's a it's a brilliant idea, is what I'm saying. Thank you, Ziploc. Because I have brilliant ideas. Thank you, Put Ziploc. Your phone and your shoes and your socks into Thank the. Thank you, Arnes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, how do we so, feel about ponchos? Just as a we feel a, a sidebar like on an already way too long episode. It's the right way to go. My kids call it cheating because we brought ponchos for us. <laughs> for them. Wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, that makes me happy. So I I gotta. I got to say ponchos are ideal, I think, for raft rides because you get to see everybody else on the raft. A, and I'm, I'm putting my fingers up one. I'm counting here. They get first. They judge you. Uh-huh. And then they realize the error of their ways when they get a giant bucket of water poured on them. The same and reason you should so get fun. an electronic convenience vehicle. A, they right. judge you, and then right. later they realize they've made a dramatic error in judgment. 
by not renting. And I just want to point out that these are huge spoilers for the next episode. So that's kind of all I have. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, um, the the zippity doodah, uh, the zippity doodah lady is twenty two feet high and thirty six feet wide, making it the largest single showpiece at Walt Disney World. Mm, I don't have the numbers, but I'm going to bet that mine's bigger. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> great. So, hey, Ernest, do you recommend <gasps> Splash Mountain? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I'd recommend Splash Mountain to anyone. Things like Splash Mountain keep you young. That and blood transfusions and organ transplants and cosmetic surgery. I feel great. There you have it. All right. So, Eric, so just that alone right. gets an extra point. Oh. Yeah. 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 dealership. Proximity to Hollywood once again. Yeah. Woo. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain is a thing, and it's you should look amazing. it up. Eric, what's the final score? Uh, the final score is nine to five. What a, what way, a way to way make, to make a living. Oh, <laughs> jinx. <laughs> you owe me a candy bar. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, there you go, everybody. So they're similar rides. Uh, they're similar sizes, despite the fact that Disney World has a lot and more space. And I want space. to be really clear that any negativity that I might have thrown towards the Magic Kingdom's Splash Mountain is, well, to borrow a phrase from a very intelligent and brilliant person, it's not Splash Mountain's fault. Oh, you know? um, interesting. But no, but seriously, I, I do really, really, really love that ride. And I in doing this research and looking further into it, I kind of realized just how much I really am connected to the Disneyland version. Right. And can't wait to write it. Uh, I, I didn't get the girl I came for. <laughs> Nine to six, everybody. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to wow. turn my microphone off. <laughs> uh, again, uh, famously, Episode 21 of season three of Boy Meets World, the happiest show on earth. Main characters, Corey Matthews and Sean Hunter, are without a hotel room and find themselves a nice, quote unquote, bed on Splash Mountain in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Unable to take a shower, they get a nice rinse with the help from the ride. Uh, yeah, so I, I think you're right, Dan. Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom. I mean, they're basically the same thing. There's a, a few differences, but it's shoehorned into an attra- uh, into a, 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 a land and it's kind of like the... To your point, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean problem, it's, you know what I mean? It's just, it was a great idea and it was copied and it wasn't copied better. It was just copied and shoehorned. Yeah, and really, if if you were to like transpose the location of Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain, which I realize is an impossibility, but just let's, it's for funsies, um, that problem gets solved. Yeah, if you, almost if you put it, Closer to Tom Sawyer's Island, right? Because it's right. a similar story. It's the South and whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, it's the truth. It's actual. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is satisfactual. And we are so happy to have shared some information with you that you might not have known before. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your experience and stories on Splash Mountain. Sound off in the Facebook group at the Supreme Resort. You can email us at Jimmy at the at earsup-podcast.com, Dan at earsup-podcast.com, Eric at pharmacy.com. E. Johnson. Oh. <laughs> e. Johnson at concierge.com. E. Johnson. And uh, you can follow Jeremy on at spectro underscore radio. Come to our game nights. 
They're a lot of fun. We're going to continue doing the game nights. Please join us on those. Check our Facebook group. Uh, we have several other shows on this network. You have Ears Up, Ears Up In Depth. We have uh, this show. We have Scraping the Vault, where we review straight-to-video Disney sequels. We have the, uh, the very annual Pass Holders. And new, we have Bantha Milk, which is a Star Wars podcast. <sighs> it's a lot of podcasts. And Jimmy, you know what else we have? What? Specifically for this episode what mm-hmm. that's right it's splash mountain rap splash mountain rap everybody we're gonna let splash mountain rap pay us hey uh anything you want to add eric great job as a judge oh thank you very much it's a pleasure to be here let's just bask in the glow did a great job we're glad you're on board eric this is this is this is this is this is this is guys i'm getting super fluffy with this covid thing i'm, I'm putting on the covid 19 yeah just me i'm assuming I'm, well i'm assuming jason's gonna no i think it. you should keep it in okay um yeah, I'm starting to be eligible for that last row on Disneyland Splash Mountain. Well, come join me. I mean, not physically. You know, be, be, be on team last row with me. <laughs> I'm not lying. When I rode uh, Space Mountain on my triumphant return, mm-hmm. I had issues. Like, I was, oh, I had really? difficult. Like, uh, to the, well, I was fitting, but, like, the, the process of fitting was uh, difficult. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Obesity. My dad owns a dealership. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Jimmy. Eric. Dan. Festiness. Zippity-doo-dah.